At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. NFL playoff picture is chaos right now, and I could not love it anymore. For the first time in years, every team in the NFL has three or more losses at week 14, and nobody still has clinched a spot in the postseason. I am here for it. Stormy Tony with you for the next hour on My Guys in the Desert. We're coming to you live from our recent studio at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. And naturally, lots of NFL talk today. We're going to be joined in a little bit by Reed Fowler of DraftKings. Break down all of the upcoming Week 15 action, some of the most bettable games. Um, we'll also get to some college football bowl previews with all those getting underway later on this week with our guy Adam Kramer of Eason and Bleacher Report and Danielle Alvari, host of the LA CityCast. Talk through what was a, an interesting Monday night football game yesterday and all things L.A. sports with the Chargers, Lakers, and so on. But that's where we'll get started, actually, is with the big Monday night football game last night. Rams not only covering, as we get to our top stories here today, as three-point dogs in the primetime game, but beat their NFC West opponent Cardinals. 30-23 to 23 cash in on the money line at plus 140. Did not allow Arizona, like we said, to clinch that first postseason spot in 2021. And my pick of the day on the show yesterday here on My Guys was the over 50 and a half, which cashed as well. Um, Matt Stafford, first career win against an opponent that's five games over 500 in his career. Ended a 17, an 0-17 streak. Worst by any quarterback in the Super Bowl era. He had three touchdowns, 287 yards, no picks. Cooper Cup, a career day for him, 13 receptions, 123 yards. Continues to lead the NFL in touchdowns. Van Jefferson, another prop that cashed 
over his re longest reception, a 52-yard catch and score. And his dad on the other sideline uh, as a coach for the Arizona Cardinals, not too pleased. It was really funny, actually, to see the dynamic of, like, am I supposed to be proud for my son? No, I'm ticked off. Come on. Um, OBJ, 77 yards, a touchdown. Third touchdown now for Beckham Jr. with the Rams after having none with the Browns this season. We'll have more on Odell in a moment. But on the Cardinals side of things, prop-wise, Kyler Murray uh, over on his passing, 444 combined pass and rush yards, the most he's ever had in his career. But no touchdowns to uh, to show for it. There did, however, have two picks. James Conner, two rushing touchdowns and 94 yards receiving for the back. DeAndre Hopkins, five receptions, 54 yards. No scores. Now, when I said more on the Rams and Odell Beckham Jr. in a moment, I meant it because OBJ is one of a record number of new additions to the NFL's reserve COVID-19 list. And it's all over professional sports right now. It's crazy, actually. Leagues across North America seeing their worst outbreaks since vaccinations became widely available for players. And in the NFL specifically, the Rams and Browns had to go into their enhanced protocols today. Virtual meetings, masks for all indoor personnel. The Rams facility is reportedly going to be closed through at least the rest of the day um, tomorrow. And with regards to those of us betting, we're seeing postponements, game cancellations, key players out of the lineups. So make sure, like we just showed with that Browns lineup there of all the names on their COVID list, which includes Jarvis Landry, um, do your due diligence if you're going to bet on a game. And in the NFL specifically, the league did send out a memo to teams yesterday after they saw that record number on the reserve list, which continues to grow into today, that all Tier 1 and Tier 2 staff now has to get a booster shot if they're eligible by December 27th. So that's um, personnel in the building, front office, trainers, anybody who has access to players, um, now that's going to be a requirement. So we'll just have to see how things continue with the NFL and NFLPA if that ends up extending or changing protocols moving forward. Now, in addition to COVID-19 and a number of bodies missing, there are also a number of important injury updates that we need to get to you here. Uh, Giants quarterback Daniel Jones had to visit more spinal surgeons now. He's expected to miss this week against the Cowboys, and, and his teammates are fearing, according to The Athletic, that he might be sidelined the rest of the year. We know that Jones already missed the last couple games with what they've been calling a neck strain. So Mike Glennon has started in his absence. They've been outscored 57 to 30 in those two losses, but all signs point to another Glennon start. Giants plus 10 against the Cowboys this week. Bills quarterback Josh Allen's day-to-day -day with a left foot sprain. That injury suffered in the fourth quarter of the overtime loss to Tampa Bay on Sunday. Allen didn't miss a snap in what we know was a monster performance. 300 pass yards, over 100 yards rushing, three total touchdowns. Sean McDermott just said, hey, we'll see how he responds to treatment with regards to his availability Sunday, still TBD, but he does have a chance is the verbiage he used when talking to reporters earlier. Additionally, an update on Emmanuel Sanders, his knee injury, McDermott said as of now, that's considered week to week. Bills minus 10 and a half hosting the Panthers. And for the Washington football team, tight end Logan Thomas, unfortunately, the worst fears were confirmed. It is a torn ACL. He's out for the rest of the 2021 season. Uh, Thomas, of course, suffered that injury week 12 against the Raiders. Should go through surgery later on this week, and the belief is that he won't be ready until next season, but hopefully he'll be back out there for Washington in 2022. Moving on here, Jaguars owner Shad Khan, this poor guy, um, having to talk through all of this stuff with Urban Meyer, but he did tell reporters on Monday night that he wasn't going to rush into any sort of brash decision. He acknowledged that despite the team's 2-11 record right now, 
He values making informed decisions over acting, quote, helter-skelter on emotion. The Jags, of course, lost to the Titans 20-0 on Sunday. First time Jacksonville's been shut out since Con took ownership of the franchise a decade ago. It's definitely been an uphill battle for Jacksonville. They face the Texans this week in what is likely to be one of the uglier games we've seen. Who thought Jacksonville would be favorited this year ever? Uh, last one here in our top five stories. Warriors star Steph Curry on the brink of the NBA career three-point record coming up tonight. Likely going to do it at MSG against the Knicks. Should be a fun one. He needs one more to tie the record. Needs three, um, uh, needs two rather, excuse me, from breaking Hall of Famer Ray Allen's all-time mark. He had five triples in Monday night's two-point win over the Pacers tonight. Warriors five, lane five now. Wow, that's gone up from three and a half at the Knicks. Total in that one, 212. Lots of props for him on DraftKings, too. Will he break it in the first quarter? Minus 110, first half. We shall see. Oh, I like the over-under five, five and a half threes tonight. You can get some plus money if you think he's going to go wild. We shall see. But either way, that'll be a really, really fun game. Uh, we'll talk more about that game a little bit later when Danielle Alvari joins us. But now it's time to go streaking. We're going streaking. And I don't know how many times we do this segment that I have to tell y'all to keep your clothes on. Don't be weird. No, there are a ton of ATS and total streaks around the National Football League this week, as there are every week. Um, and while sometimes trends are dumb, like skin-tight leather pants or when you did a duck face and a peace sign in your MySpace photo, some of them are actually pretty good and pretty useful in terms of the numbers. So that's some of the things that we're going to look for. Our producer, Stephanie, was so kind as to give me a list of trends, and we're going to analyze whether or not we think the trend will continue, starting with the Kansas City Chiefs. 4-0 ATS in their last four games. Do we think that streak continues? I'm going streaking. I'm going with it. I like the Chiefs here. I know they lost to the Chargers earlier this year outright as a favorite. They've been favorited in every freaking game. But I think we all can agree week four Kansas City is a very different team than week 15 Kansas City. I also think this is kind of a prove-it spot in a lot of ways for KC, an important game in the division, important in the AFC standings. Over their recent win streak, the only team they've really done significant damage to is the Las Vegas Raiders. So I think this is one of those spots where they need to have a good game. 53% of their scoring over the last six weeks has been just against Vegas. So they need to have one of those offensive outputs, one of those big Patrick Mahomes days against the L.A. Chargers. Um, I think they cover the three and a half year. I'm going striking. I think we're rolling with it. Next one here on the list, Cowboys have hit the under in four straight Road games, is that a trend we see? I like this one too. Yes, we're just going to be streaking all over the place. That's not weird at all, is it, Mom and Dad? Sorry about that. Dallas uh, is not scoring at an absurd rate, though, like they were earlier in the season. So last time they beat New York, it was by 24 points, right? So you're taking on a Giants team this week, though, that's in a, a different spot. I know you still don't have Daniel Jones, but double-digit spread, and I think weather could likely be a factor in this game in the Meadowlands. Dallas, a warm-weather team. Um We'll get into this game a little bit more later on in the show, but I think this is going to be a much more low-scoring game than that Week 5 matchup was between these two teams for sure. So I, I have it streaking. Can we not streak maybe? Can I, like, chill for a sec? I think we got one. Vikings 0-7 ATS against teams with losing records. They're facing the Bears this week as a 3.5-point favorite. No, we are not continuing that. Vikings are going to freaking cover. I like this a lot. Okay, yes. So we... 
We talked about the Vikings' identity, I know, yesterday a little bit. Um, they trail by a million and somehow find a way to catch up or the complete opposite of that, lead by a ton and let the other team get back in it. I get it. Vikings hadn't had a dominant win all year. Lots of close games. But this one, I feel like, is your moment, right? Especially you learned your lesson against Pittsburgh last week. Not going to let another team claw back in after you get a big lead. I know the Bears have been competitive. They obviously had a pretty good showing for the majority of that game against the Packers. Justin Fields' future looks very bright, but uh, the future's not today. No, not streaking. The Vikings are going to cover. They're going to be 1-8 instead of 0-7 this time. Or 1-7, excuse me. Uh, last one here. Patriots 7-0 ATS, their last seven games. See, I, yeah, we're doing a lot of streaking today. I'm sorry. I like the Patriots here, plus the points at the Colts. This is a tough game from a betting perspective to me. Um, I would edge with the Pats, though, just because I'm not ready to bet against them, right? 7-0 ATS their last seven games. 7-0 straight up their last seven. Have not lost since October 17th, which was an overtime game, and that went to the Cowboys. And for as good as the Colts are, and they are, I think, I think they're excellent. Jonathan Taylor is probably one of my pl- favorite players in the NFL right now. I'm also having a little bit of hard knocks fever. I'm I'm drinking the Kool-Aid watching the in-season hard knocks. Um, But if Bill Belichick can win a game with his quarterback throwing two completions and 19 yards, I am not ready to bet on it. I'm not ready to bet against him yet. I think that I'm just going to keep rolling with it until they lose. And right now they are not. So that's all day for me right now. So we got three streaking and one not streaking. That was fun though. On the other side of the break, um, NFL games that I like, love, and hate. Have a little bit of fun with that. And Reed Fowler from DraftKings joins the show. Don't go anywhere. Plenty more of my guys. going to be a fun show. This is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... There's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday... You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back, everybody. The segment of My Guys in the Desert brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouch is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with either. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and they're available in a plenty of varieties. Spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, more. And for your convenience, every variety now comes in two strengths. You can easily find the satisfaction level that works for you. Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch and available in over 100,000 locations now nationwide. So it's never been easier to find your Zinn. Head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back here on My Guys Live from Las Vegas. Time for a little like, love, hate with regards to the NFL Week 15 games. A game I really like is when I actually kind of talked myself into on the other end. I've been talking to myself into it the last 24 hours. I like the Giants plus 11 against the Cowboys this week. They're at home getting double digits against a warm weather team in division. Seems like a pretty reasonable bet to me, particularly in a low total game. Giants did lose, I know, 44-20 in Dallas earlier this year, but that was back in week five when it looked like it was MVP Dak Prescott, not Dak Pixelot, which is kind of what we've seen lately these last handful of games. Dallas was favored by a touchdown in that game way back when, but I think we're in a, you know, even without our guy Daniel Jones, I think Mike Glennon's getting a little bit more comfortable these last couple games. I haven't bet this yet, but I'm leaning. I'm leaning. A bet I do absolutely love, though, which is the the Dolphins minus 8.5 against the Jets. And I would take this as high as 10. I, I love the Dolphins in this spot. I think that they've turned this thing around, and it's awesome after their 1-7 start. Won five straight. Um, albeit a small chance, Dolphins still could technically get into the playoff picture here, make it wild. Um, they're coming off a bye, 6-0 ATS historically, their last six games off of a bye week. Tua has been hitting his receivers at an 80% completions clip since returning from that injury. I just have a lot of faith in him. They're finally starting to look like the team we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. Coming off that 10-win year, they're finally having things come together. I really like the Dolphins in the spot. I'll tell you a bet I absolutely hate, though. So we did our like, love, now our hate. I hate everything about 
this Houston Texans-Jacksonville Jaguars game. You could not give me free money to pick a side in this thing. It just screams ugly to me. Jags being favored is not okay ever, especially with all of their internal drama. But the Texans are so bad, even if you're on the fade, the Urban Meyer bandwagon here, it's like you don't even want to do it because the Texans are so bad themselves. Ugh. Anyways, no more sipping on the haterade. Let's get happy again as we welcome in our guy from DraftKings analyst, Reed Fowler. Reed, do you have any opinion on this Jags-Texans games? It's just, it's so ugly. I cannot even stand to yeah. look at it. Yeah, sometimes though, Stormy, when things you see from afar could be pretty, the up, up close, it's ugly. It's like a Monet, right? Like up close, you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. But from afar, why not? You're betting, you're, when you, like you mentioned, the Jaguars are favorites. How in the world in 2021, in the last two or three weeks, are the Jaguars' favorites in any estimation? Look, I, I get what you're saying about Houston, but Davis Mills, is, you know, he's not a bad rookie quarterback. I wouldn't say he's the worst rookie quarterback that we have this season. And, and look, Houston is dealing with some COVID issues, dealing with some injuries, but you still got Brandon Cooks and Davis Mills, who seem to be on the right page. The one thing that does scare me, though, like you mentioned, is this Jaguars' run defense or this Jaguars' defense can get pressure on a guy like Davis Mills. If I had to pick a side and looking at the board, you know, outside of that Giants game that you mentioned, some others that we'll talk about, I don't mind getting points, especially if it gets up to three and a half, four for Houston. I'd be all on that. Okay, you did sucker me in, though, with that. I don't know if he's the worst rookie quarterback. On the other end, obviously, we've got Trevor Lawrence. Is it Zach Wilson? Who's the worst rookie to you? Yeah, I, I, I think... When you take a look at everything that's the rookies that have played, right? Because Trey Lance, you can't really yeah, you can't really that. evaluate Trey Lance. Um, I would argue that Trevor Lawrence is probably someone that, from a statistical standpoint, I would argue is from where he was expectation-wise. Because I thought I mean, Zach Wilson to me was never a quarterback that I thought should have been taken second overall, and I think he was going to be someone that you needed at least three or four good years and in a really good offensive line like they had at BYU. Trevor Lawrence is someone that his expectation was so high, right? We saw Andrew Luck, and that's who's getting compared to, better or worse. Uh, and some of these other guys that have come out, top prospects over the last two decades, he's someone that you would think would get more touchdowns, Stormy, than only one in like the last two months, right? Even though his play calling is bad, even though there's turmoil in Jacksonville, he needs to play better. Only one touchdown is very bad for any quarterback. Yeah, 1,000% agree. It's funny, though. I feel like his interceptions, like the game that he had last week, it even goes under the radar, and it just pales in comparison because of all of the Urban Meyer talk that nobody's even really talking that much about Trevor Lawrence and the struggles that he's had, but they have been mighty. Um, but, hey, let's get off of the bad. Let's go back to the good. Yeah. I like the good here. When you look at this Week 15 slate of NFL games, was there maybe one that, as soon as you went through it, just got really excited about, like, hey, I want to yeah. get on this game? Yeah, Washington football team. I was against them last week. And I, you know, for anyone that would listen, uh, that would lend a listening, a hearing ear, listening ear, I was like, bet Dallas, please, because Washington, you're, you're betting them at their high. Right now, I think you're betting them near their middle or, or potentially low, right? Philadelphia coming off of their buy. Jalen Hurts should be healthy, but he's still dealing with injury. You're telling me that the, 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 the Philadelphia Eagles, too, minus four and a half, they're five point favorites at home. I don't buy it. I think this Washington football team defense is playing a lot better. You saw that their fight was was mighty towards the end of that Dallas game. That made it a lot closer than what it should have been. And you get a guy like Jalen Hurts. He's had some of his worst games in the last two, his most recent. Granted, he was injured in that last game. 
But Philadelphia dealing with some injuries of their own in the backfield. I just don't buy that the Philadelphia Eagles right now are five-point favorites in any stretch. So give me Washington football team. Like the coaching comparison in terms of uh, Ron Rivera over Sirianni, that is a huge Huge advantage for Washington. And it has been a little bit of, of an up and down for teams coming off of a bye, too. It's been more of a split versus mm -hmm. when a team comes off and they're like, oh, I'm so fresh, I'm so good. We've seen a little bit of that rust factor as well with teams coming off. And I like Washington a lot. I was on them plus the points last week, and they let me down. But I, I agree with you in terms of the fight. They never gave up. And I think that as a group, they've kind of rallied behind Taylor Heineke a bit. Like, they believe in him a lot more than I thought they would have early in the season when he first took over. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and to, if you take a look at that team, right, how are they composed, it, really, right? It's, it's a Ron Rivera team. They're going to take chances, and that's what you want, right? You want the underdogs to take, uh, take chances. Like, if you're playing, you know, the over, the game total in this game, you like Ron Rivera because Riverboat Ron goes for everything. I just take a look at where they are right now at six and seven, and they shouldn't, right? They had, what, four of their defensive linemen, right, including uh, Chase Young, out in that game, mm -hmm. three that were on the COVID-19 reserve list, and they still made it a one-score mm -hmm. or a one score game against the Dallas Cowboys that arguably should have made that at least 14, a 14-point 14 deficit. So I like that coming into a game, like you mentioned, teams coming off a bye. Real, good teams coming off a bye kind of scare you. We'll, we'll see Philadelphia, but... They're not a team coming off by that deserves five points. Yeah, it's like good team for the Eagles. I might have to put in quotation marks there a little <laughs> bit. Um, Bengals at the Broncos this week. Two teams coming off of very different types of games. The Broncos obviously had a big win, but it was against the Lions. And then Bengals and 49ers duked it out, went to overtime. What's your thoughts when you look at this game in the short spread? Yeah, I think if you want, I mean, the Broncos, there's another team, right, that you, I can't really figure out. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, Teddy covers. Uh, that's that's sort of his moniker. It has been for the last handful of years. And, you know, they're, they're a team that we really shouldn't be thinking that they're going to yeah. be in any sort of game. But here they are, right? They're favorites against Cincinnati. Remember, Cincinnati was one of the best teams in the AFC not too long ago. And now they're kind of going backwards. Similarly, I look at Cincinnati, getting them on a little bit of a lull, getting them on a, on a market that is kind of soured a little bit to Cincinnati right now, dealing with some injuries, uh, with Joe Mixon and illnesses, so on and so forth, uh, so forth. Joe Burrow with it, a pinky injury. All of that. All of that said, I do lean towards Cincinnati here getting the points, even in mile high. And I like the over in this one as well, because you know you take a look at both of these teams. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is going to do a lot what Jimmy Garoppolo did: check down, see his receivers, keep the ball moving. And Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, we see what they can do, right? This offense can be explosive at any point. I think 44 is too low in this game. So I like the over, and if I'm on the over, I gotta like Cincinnati's uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's chances. Excuse me in this one because if you like the under, you know Denver's gonna be running the ball. And I know that last week obviously was a huge week for the favorites, but those short road dogs have had a lot of success. We've got about a minute before we got to get out of here, but it's Tuesday. I love a good Tuesday teaser. Anything that stands out to you to maybe put together? Yeah, I've lost so many, so much money, Stormy, betting against the Patriots. Uh, I don't know if I can get on the Patriots at this small of a number, so I'm going to tease them up with your Miami Dolphins, that one that you like as well. Like, the Patriots are just playing really good football. They get some guys off the COVID-19, like Kyle Duggar in the defense. They're just playing too well to not bet that side. You don't need to tease them up because I think there's still value, but I just don't trust this iteration yet of the Patriots. They, they're going to play a good, uh, a, a good Indianapolis Colts defense. And look, the Miami Dolphins, they're playing really good football. And the Jets, not so much. I'm super high on the Dolphins this week. Thank you so much, Reed. Appreciate the time. You're awesome.
All right, Stormy, thanks. DraftKings betting analyst Reed Fowler on the program. Really great insight on a lot of the Week 15 games coming up. Fade or follow? Are we on the public side? Or are you going to think that they're avoiding it like the plague? With Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts now in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, New York, and now LA, which, by the way, we'll have our girl Danielle Alvari join us in just a few moments, host of the LA City Cast. You can subscribe. To your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Stormy Bon and Tony with you here on My Guys in the Desert. Time for a little fade or follow because there are a number of large public plays in the NFL this week and even tonight in the NHL, NBA. So fade or follow. Are we rolling with the public? Starting with the NFL play Packers Ravens. Everybody is on the over in this game. 81% of the handle, 98% of bets. I'm riding with. I'm following the train. I like the Packers to put up 30-plus themselves in this game. Honestly, and they have over the last three games. They've averaged 37.3 points per game in their defense and special teams, meanwhile, has struggled in that time. So, whether Lamar Jackson is a part of the game plan or not, we saw what Tyler Hundley could do scoring a couple touchdowns late. I think the Ravens get points on the board. All we need is two touchdowns if the Packers are scoring at this rate. Leave it to Aaron Rodgers. I am riding the follow train with the over. In the NHL tonight, Panthers minus 300 favorites against the Senators. This is one of those situations where I'm going to fade or pass. And I, I probably sound crazy. 98% of the handle is, is on the big favorite in this one. But you're not going to catch me sleeping on the Senators right now. I'm sorry. This is a team that started the year terrible, 4-15-1. and They've won four of their last five games, two of which were on the road, and a couple of wins here recently against very good teams. Carolina, Colorado, Tampa Bay. Most recently, that Tampa Bay game just coming on Saturday. Now they've got three days rest. Meanwhile, the Panthers, who have been one of the best teams in the league all year, they've dropped two of their last three games. So that's a fade or pass. Stay away, but if you're going to fade, you get plus 220 value, so why not? Uh, in the NBA tonight, the Warriors, we all know what Steph Curry's got on the line. They were three-and-a-half-point favorites earlier today. Now that's bet all the way up to five, but 82% of the handle, 87% of the bets on the Warriors at the Knicks and MSG. I think no matter the number, I'm riding with the Warriors. I'm following the public on this one, and guys are going to want to play for Steph if he hits the record, three-point all-time record. The forever memory to be a part of this game, they're going to get more of a full compliment, at least from what I've read and from what I understand. Um, Knicks, by the way, have lost three straight. Three and seven, their last 10. 0 and four ATS, their last four home games, and last four as an underdog in the Warriors. Five and two ATS, their last seven games played on no rest. I like them. I like them, but you know what I like even more? is my good friend, Danielle Alvari, host of the LA City Cast. What's going on, Danielle? Thanks for being here. Oh, I'm just having so much fun hearing all about your action tonight. And I'm very excited to see Steph with this record tonight. Oh, it should be so fun, right? And I mean, hey, I know that this is the LA City Cast, but Golden State, obviously not too far in general. What's your insight into this game? Is he somebody you're worth taking a, a flyer out on, whether it's the props, get him to hit the record of the first quarter or anything like that? 
well, the first quarter one is the only playable one, right? Because if you want to play the over on his three-pointer prop, I think I saw it around minus 8,000. And I'm trying to figure out if that's crazier or is it crazier the ticket prices for these games? Have you seen? Ooh. They're going for over $500. No. Oh, gosh, I'm too... I, see, we got to win more bets to be able to afford to go to those games, right? <laughs> but hey, I that's wanted what, that's what I need. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about the the LA game. Obviously, last night Rams getting an important, mm. critical, big win against the NFC West leader right now in the Cardinals. What was your perspective on what you saw last night, first and foremost? And then, could they make a run here in the division potentially with the the, the rest of their schedule we have? Yeah, I mean, that's actually the question that we're all wondering now. Can they beat out the Cardinals? And what needs to happen really is the Rams to win out and the Cardinals need to lose the game. So if you look at their upcoming schedules, I mean, I don't really know how that's possible for me to bet on. I'm not confident the Rams could win out. They have the Seahawks, they have the Vikings, they have the Ravens, and then they have San Francisco. I know that's yours and your dad's mm -hmm. team. And they kind of have the Rams number. So that last one especially would be one I'm worried about. I know that they have to face Seattle on a short week this week, and that can be a little bit tricky. Again, divisional type of game. Uh, so it is tough for me to say, oh, yeah, go bet on them to win the NFC. And then you also need Arizona to lose the game. They'll probably have some trouble uh, on their side of the schedule. They do have the Lions next, but then they have the Colts and the Cowboys. And frankly, I don't know what to make of this Cowboys team right now. They've been a little bit slumpish, right? Definitely not the first half of the season Cowboys that we did see. Well, I mean, this is actually a good little look ahead then, right? Because if the postseason did start today, that's who the Rams would face. They've got them in a couple weeks there. How do you like their chances in that matchup? I mean, you just got to feed Cooper Cup. That seems to be like the game plan for success for the Rams. Just feed Cooper Cup. Yeah, no matter the game, he's Mr. Reliable for them. And it's funny because he had that huge catch yesterday and I actually had a guest on Ariel Epstein and she talked about how his longest receiving prop was her favorite one to bet and he's just Mr. Reliable for them. So you're absolutely right with that. As far as the Cowboys are concerned, complete opposite. They are completely unreliable for me. Pretty much every bet I've on the Cowboys this season has just gone sideways on me. Their offense kind of seems like it's stalled in the last couple weeks. A Dak definitely hasn't looked like himself since he came back in his sixth game since the return. He's thrown eight touchdown passes and six interceptions. Of course, that first six games, 16 touchdown passes with just four interceptions. So he needs to get back in his groove for sure. So they are just not reliable for me to bet on at all. And I do think that the Rams are picking up steam. And I liked uh, actually the athletic this morning. I got something in my inbox that said the Rams are scary again, mm -hmm. and they are. So when you ask, can they win out? This is a team that's capable of winning out, but we've also seen them lose games that they should have won. Yeah, as long as Matt Stafford limits the turnovers, right? I mean, that seems to be, if you don't throw a pick six, the Rams are winning games. So keep on this trajectory. It's like they needed that get right game against the Jags. And now they're back to form. Um, let's switch gears a little bit, though, to the Chargers because they're coming up on Thursday night football facing the Chiefs. Chiefs laying three and a half in this game. I know, obviously, the Chargers won the previous matchup earlier this season, but I, I don't think I'm too far off saying the Chiefs week four are very different than the Chiefs that we're seeing here in week 15. Uh, do you think that the Chargers can keep up based on what we've seen for the last couple of weeks? They've, they've been very improved. Full disclosure. I am already on the Chiefs. Let's go. <laughs> I'm already on the Chiefs. I actually tied them into a parlay. I tied them in, I think, with the Titans. I'd have to take a look. But I found a side that I liked, or two sides that I liked, and one of them was the Chiefs. And really, the card has been kind of tough so far that I've seen. I don't know if you've looked at this, but not really a lot that I've liked on here. But I did like the Chiefs early, and I didn't want to miss this three and a half. So I did add that for myself. And look, 
the seasons are kind of inverse for these two teams, right? The Chiefs kind of had that bumpy start. They went three and four. Since then, they've gone six and zero. Oh, but the Chargers started four and one. Now they're four and four in their last eight. And most recently, beating the Giants. Yes, they allowed two touchdowns in the fourth quarter when they were already up, already going to win that game. But there was slight improvement in that rush defense that we've been talking about all season long. The Chargers' rush defense cannot stop anything and so the gameplay has been for teams to just kind of run it through them and they haven't really found a way to stop teams truly yet I think the Chiefs offense especially Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to pick apart this defense on the other side of things though we know that the Chiefs offense has actually not been their strong point the defense has been what's been working really well for the Chiefs they've only allowed 17 points or fewer during each game of their last six game win streak and versus the Raiders they forced five turnovers that was four fumbles and an interception and they pressured Derek Carr on 34.7% of his drop back. So I'm expecting the Chiefs defense to give the Chargers offense a little bit of a harder time than they've seen in the last couple of weeks. They've been on some easier weeks the last couple of games here. So I do trust the Chiefs with this one. Yeah, it's interesting. I said it earlier on the show, the, the Chiefs just seem to have that offensive output against the Raiders. Like that's the only team that they've really been dominant offensively. <laughs> um, so let's see if they can do it against a team like the Chargers TBD. Uh, I wanted to get a little hoops in though, before we have to let you go, UCLA seem to keep it rolling uh, after that loss against Gonzaga a couple weeks ago. What should betters know about the Bruins when it comes to college hoops this year? Well, I am actually bringing on Jim Root from Three Man Weave to talk about this with me today. So this pod will go up tomorrow before UCLA and USC both have games tomorrow. Uh, UCLA right now, not a great number necessarily to win the Pac-12 or even get to the Final Four, I think, uh, sitting around 14 to 1 to win the title. So a little bit longer odds than they've been in recent weeks. But I think that's going to continue to go up. So I would still wait on that one. UCLA is doing all the right things, and that's just going to keep continuing to progress for them. USC on the other side, tons of talent, but they need to tighten some things up. Uh, they've been dealing with a lot of turnover problems. Um, they had Lincoln Riley at their last game, which was pretty funny as well uh, because he got the crowd all riled up. I think the headline said Lincoln Riley goes to SC basketball game as opposed to, hey, SC's basketball is undefeated right now. So a lot of buzz over at that school, but they just need to tighten things up as well. But both teams ranked now and Arizona as well. So the Pac-12 is looking a little bit contentious. They stomped my uh, poor San Diego State Aztecs a couple weeks ago. So uh, I was a little bit frustrated there, but, but it's all team. good. Well, and so I was going to say, maybe is that a team you think that is a little underrated to odds makers here just because there is still a lot of value on USC if they can get things together? Yeah, the only thing is the thing I mentioned with the turnovers, those need to get addressed. Now, to be fair, they played Long Beach State on Sunday. They had nine turnovers in the first half. It looked terrible, but they came back out the second half and completely made adjustments. They had their highest season turnovers the week before at 18 turnovers. It wasn't even against a very good team. So like I said, those are things that need to get locked up, but can get locked up by March. And also the free throw shooting has been mm -hmm. just abysmal for them. Well, plenty of time. We'll see if they can get it right. Thanks so much, Danielle. You're awesome. Thanks, Stormy. That's Danielle Alvari, host of the LA City Cast. You can get it wherever you download your podcast, and uh, should be a, a interesting spot there. Five hundred plus five hundred for USC to win the Pac-12, eleven to one to make the Final Four, fifty-five to one to win it all. More my guys on the other side. We're going to talk some college football bowl games coming up this weekend.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... There's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday... You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Words cannot describe just how excited we are about the college bowl season starting on Friday and VEASAN's got you covered with our all new bowl betting guide. You get matchup analysis on every single game, insights, trends, data, predictions, and insight on motivations for each team to help you make your best bets, whether you're betting on every game, you're playing in a contest, or just want a few of those high key value props. The VEASAN College Bowl Betting Guide can help give you that edge. Get your digital copy today, $19.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. And we'll get into a bunch of those bowl games in just a moment when our guy Adam Kramer joins the show. But first, it's Hot Take Tuesday. And we've got a scorcher, our 
producer, Stephanie Kamershack, giving me a couple of takes, and I have to determine the level of heat that each take has provided. Starting with, she says, the Bills will miss the playoffs. They're getting plus money, plus 225 to miss. This is hot, but it's cooling off, right? Because this is a team in Buffalo that went from the top spot in the AFC to now holding on to that last wild card spot, only holding a one-game lead over the Dolphins, even in their division. Schedule is what's on their side here, though. This is why it's still hot. Yes, they have to play in Foxborough, but other than that, Panthers, Falcons, Jets should all be easy wins. I'm not against that plus 225 sprinkle, though. I got to tell you. And maybe if you're getting wild, if you're getting wild, I think this is an even hotter take. Throw it on the Dolphins to make the playoffs. Plus 750 if you're feeling frisky. Um, next one here that Steph has. Tom Brady will not win MVP. He is a minus 150 favorite right now. First minus favorite in the category all year. This one's pretty hot. Yeah. He's a minus money favorite for a reason, right? But I do think that it's maybe a little bit more of a two-horse race than odds makers are fully giving credit for. Aaron Rodgers there at plus 500. I think that, you know, I like Aaron Rodgers a lot. I know that he ruffled a lot of feathers with his comments and alienating people, but he is doing a lot to overcome the deficits on that Green Bay Packers team, right? Like special teams, defense, offensive line injuries, COVID toe, and crushing it. We shall see. But, yeah, that's a that's a hot take. It's a hot take. Last one here, the hottest of them all. Cincinnati will advance to the CFP championship game, plus 400 on the money line against Alabama. This is THTH. I call that too hot to handle. It's freaking Alabama. What do you want from me? They're, they're two touchdown dogs. I would love if this take was as cold as Antarctica. I would love Cincinnati to make the national championship. I would love to cash that. 22 to 1 take 100 to 1 whatever number you got it at because it's absurd whatever number it is i just don't think it's happening that one's hot af now time to bring in ak our own adam kramer also contributor of bleacher report the no punts allowed podcast follow him at kegs and eggs and we were just talking about it in the break a little bit ago adam this is like a holiday all its own like forget christmas forget everything else this is bowl season we're, we're too excited very excited. Look, there are people who get mad about bowl games that say there's too many bowl games. There's not enough bowl games. If I could see Kansas and, you know, some other also ran playing a bowl, we'd have something else to bet on. <laughs> so I am all for more bowls. Uh, but as is, I will say, you got to ease into it. We get Friday games, like a, a Friday bowl game. I mean, we're, you know, West Coast time, 9 a.m. Sure. Absolutely. Why not? Let's start it earlier. Breakfast and bowls, and then Saturday, of course, is a nice, delightful lineup. And there are some fun storylines. Like if you follow the sport to bet, or just in general, you actually have some pretty good teams. You have ranked teams playing, and you've got some really fascinating lines, I think. So, yeah, I am, I am charged up for this. And then you've got weeks of this in motion. So let's do this thing. Yeah, I like it. And it's uh, that's a key factor, though. We, let's just take it one week at a time right now. The games that are ahead of us coming up this week. So yep. um, let's start with the L.A. Bowl here. Um, Oregon State taking on uh, Utah State. Last time we saw the Aggies with the Mountain West Championship game where they dominated a certain alma mater of a certain host here on VEASAN that shall not be named. Um, gross loss. But hey, there were COVID issues. But Oregon State, you know, this is their first time being bowl eligible in a really long time. I think both teams are coming into this one motivated and excited to be in the game. What's your view of it? You know, I, I like Oregon State. And I think ultimately you have games like this with teams uh, with talent that, and I think Oregon State's one of those teams with talent. Utah State's been hot, though. Mm -hmm. When you look at just the way they closed out the year, 
And I did not see that championship game performance. We talked about it. I know. I'm sorry. Um, and that was rough for San Diego State. And I know it was rough, but I think Oregon State, you know, how are we going to look at that loss to Oregon now, given what we saw against Utah? I still thought Oregon State played pretty well in that game. They had beaten Arizona State before that. I thought it was great to see him do it with defense. I like the direction. I like the momentum of Oregon State, and I think talent differential there will be significant, so I'm going to lay the points. I like the Beavers. And I know it sounds a little bit silly, too, but like for those seniors, this game's really important to them. I, I met a couple of their players um, late in the season, and they talked about what bowl eligibility meant to them and closing out the season strong. I, I like the, 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 excuse me, ooh, the Beavers here in this spot as well. Um, oh, boy. I know. I can't do it. That's like a massive blunder. You can't mix those two up. Um, uh, let's move on, though, to the New Orleans Bowl. Louisiana Lafayette against Marshall. Louisiana bringing a 12-game win streak into this one, but a new head coach uh, with, without Billy Napier now moving on to Florida. How significant is his departure in terms of the way you look at this game? So they hired within, of course, and I think that makes the transition as easy as possible. It's still a transition. Now, I thought Billy Napier leaving, I thought that would impact the championship game, and they beat App State, and it was a good game, and they've been solid. I've been against Louisiana a handful of times over the last few months. That has not gone well. They, they've won a dozen games in a row, and yet I think I'm ready to do it again. Marshall started off the year. They lost three games in a row early on, kind of left them for dead. They had to clunker against Western Kentucky to close up the season. I thought they played a lot better. I think if you look at the running game that they have, I think offensively they started to figure it out. So to me, I like Marshall because I think they can find that offense. The thundering herd. Well, hey, the team that was on the opposite end of that Sun Belt championship game with Louisiana, App State, they're playing in the Boca Raton Bowl against Western Kentucky. App laying three. Total's a high one, though, up to 68. I'm seeing it right now. Is, are we right to expect that being a high-scoring affair? Yeah, I like the over, actually, I do. And I kind of lean App State as well. But look, App State has struggled offensively this year, but they are playing the number 90th ranked scoring defense in the country. And and I think the interesting game, there's so many variables in both seasons. Western Kentucky's OC, who is so good this year, leaves for Texas Tech. You still have a quarterback that's thrown for like a bazillion yards and a bazillion touchdowns, and they're not going to change what they do or who they are. They're still going to want to move fast. I think the pace in which Western plays is just going to change a lot of, I, I think that pace in this game is going to be exceptional. I think it has a chance to be one of the more watchful games this bowl season. So I know it's a high total. It's one of the highest mm-hmm. on the board. I'm cool with it. I think Western Kentucky is going to score. I think App State will be there to to really answer them for every touchdown. This could be a fun game. Yeah, App has been a really fun team this year to watch too, just in general. And remember all this insight, guys. Check out on vcin.com a better's guide to the first week of college football bowl season because Adam's got great insight. If we don't get to those games, you can find some of them online right now. No conference championship for BYU uh, a couple weeks ago, but although they did go 5-0 against the Pac-12, so maybe you can give them some sort of an honorary title. I don't know. But because they don't have a conference affiliation, that's why we don't see them getting a sniff for a New Year's Six Bowl or anything like that. They're in the Independence Bowl against UAB. Um, on paper, obviously, they seem like the much better team, but how do you feel? Feel like these two stack up with a touchdown being the spread in this one? I, I feel probably the way that a lot of people are going to feel, and I think you just described it. And to be honest, and look, I love Bill Clark. I've known him for a while. The consistency at UAB, given what they've been through, is tremendous. I think BYU has a different type of player and a different type of athlete, and I just think in terms of speed and their season, it was exceptional. I mean, even their losses. Mm-hmm. Look at it, Baylor. I mean, good um, – just good all overall. So it's seven points to me. Uh, just 
just does not feel like enough. It, it just doesn't. And and I feel like a square just looking at this game because I think BYU has a chance to win by a lot. And I'm going to say this. Given their success against Power 5 teams, I wish BYU was squaring up against somebody else. And again, mm-hmm. it's, now UAB is going to win, and I'm going to look like an idiot. What <laughs> else? You know? But I just wanted to see more of it. It was such a fun year for BYU when you consider they lost Zach Wilson. Would have loved to have seen them get another crack at another team. I, I am 100% with you. And I think that in terms of like motivation, I know that's really important in these bowl games, um, that a lot of people from the outside looking in could think, oh, they're not in the bowl that they wanted to be in. Maybe they're not going to care as much. I think the total opposite. I think they've got a chip in their shoulder coming into this game. Yep. Yeah, me too. No, I, it's one of my favorite plays of the week, certainly, and maybe even of the young bowl season, because I, if you watch BYU this year, they are legit. They hung with and beat some really, really good seasons. All right, we got about 30 seconds. Any other plays that the people need to know about going into this week that you really, really like? I like Fresno State again. I'm, I'm going off evaluation. UTEP had such a hot start, but we saw it kind of come undone. Fresno State is a team, nine wins with a ton of talent. I think the talent advantage is huge. And I will say this, maybe you have a quick opinion. Coastal Carolina, Northern Illinois has given me fits. Coastal is not the team I thought it would be. Northern Illinois has had one of the greatest like one season resurrections that we've seen. I, I kind of want to bet the over. I think I am going to bet the over, but that's a game that's kind of given me fits. Mm-hmm. Five o'clock on uh, on Friday, at least five o'clock here at Central Park. Yeah, Coastal Carolina's did me too dirty too many times when I bet them this year. Thank you, Adam. You're awesome. Appreciate it. All right, take care. That's going to do it for us here on My Guys in the Desert. But with regards to that Fresno State UTEP game, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Jake Hayner. He went to the transfer portal. Now he's back. We'll see what happens with Fresno State. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.